Hello and welcome to The Steminist, a show about what it means to be a woman in science. I'm Brooke Hopkins. And I'm Lama Ahmad. And I'm Yana Chalam. We are your hosts for today's show. This show is created by WeSTEM. We are an organization at NYU Abu Dhabi that aims to increase the number of women interested in STEM fields at our university and in the region. On this podcast, we are going to dive into the experience of a woman in the science and tech world. But even more importantly, we will ask why we should care about involving women. These are the questions that keep us up at night. Yana and I were recently at a conference in Dubai for Women in STEM. There, we met a lot of women who had a broad spectrum of ideas of what it means to be a woman in STEM and views on the topic. We spoke to one woman who was particularly inspiring in her work ethic and energy. She told us a little bit about what it's like to be a female CEO in the tech world. In the moment, some of these things are harder. And um, for sure, every single time I'm negotiating salary or a compensation package, I I think to myself, I channel, okay, what would my friend, you know, who's a male XYZ do? What would he do? Um, and yeah, no, it's hard. It, it it's makes me uncomfortable every time. But I always try to think, what would my male friend do? And it works for me. It never gets easier. This is Nina Simosko, CEO of Entity Innovation Institute. She represents a minority, as today only 4.6% of the top Fortune 500 are run by women. Well, I think I noticed it when I jumped into high tech. Um, when I was you know, in the call center world and even in insurance uh, industry, there was a lot of women. But my first job in high technology, it was very apparent. Um, and oftentimes I was the only woman in the room. And then you kind of go, wow, I'm the only woman in the room, right? What's going on here, right? Which is why encouraging women um, to pursue STEM fields is absolutely critical. But why is it really important to have women in the room? I mean, can we argue that having specialized economies is efficient? Not having a woman or any other underrepresented minority involved in making the leading decisions of the top Fortune 500 companies is scary. It means that the companies that are shaping our world today are inherently biased and influencing the world from a homogenous and narrow perspective. This can dramatically impact a user experience. An example is when the iPhone first launched its health app in 2014. It monitored steps per day, calories burned, and many other health statistics. Yet, this app did not even include a feature to track a woman's menstrual cycle. Yeah, and healthcare is beginning to reveal the male-centric tendencies of medicine. Heart disease, for example, has very different symptoms in men and women, and the lack of research around these differences has led to many fatalities. We need more women doing this type of research because they can bring their own biases to the table. It is proven that men are more likely to do research on men, but also that means women are more likely to do research on women. Women bring crucial insights into the workplace, research works, and product development. McKinsey has been examining diversity in the workplace for several years. 
Their latest report is Diversity Matters. It found that companies with diverse teams are 35% more likely to have higher than average profits. Lama, if it is so profitable, why does the gender gap still persist? As it becomes clear that gender and race diversification leads to profits, it is very unclear to me why the gender gap still exists. So more and more jobs are being created in STEM, but women continue to fall behind in this field because not enough women are being trained in these areas worldwide. Nina Samosko, the CEO from the conference, noted, Women are so good, but a lot of times women are not out there applying for these positions because it is hard, it is 24-7, it is all-consuming, and um, yeah, a lot of times there's just not women candidates to choose from, even on my teams. It's, it's a problem. We need more women out there because involving women in these economies leads to massive economic growth, which is key to development and stability. Since girls and women represent half the world's population, helping them participate in these economies helps broaden the economic pool. The world needs innovative minds more than ever, so neglecting the minds of half the population means a loss of opportunity to benefit from their ideas and contributions. It's heterogeneity that breeds creativity. We need to involve women, particularly in STEM, because these fields have arguably the greatest force on society. We have agreed as humans that every person should be equal and given the same opportunities. In order to meet these goals, we cannot ignore the lack of women in STEM. This is especially true in the tech world. Women are half the internet and technology users in the world, but we represent only 12% of software engineers at major tech companies. As the digital era progresses exponentially, more and more work is being done in the field of artificial intelligence. And I think artificial intelligence is particularly important. The idea of an artificial brain is fascinating and horrifying at the same time. First chatbot, Eliza, was revolutionary at 1960s. Right now, humans are able to create artificial minds that can overplay the best Go players by making the most unpredictable but victorious moves, or interpret human language and construct conversations. AI seems to be our future, but why is it important to have women developing AI? To answer your question, I'll refer to a study done at Boston University. It's called Man is to Computer Programmer as Woman is to Homemaker. The study shows how word vectors have the potential to improve web page relevance results. It also talks about how those results rank terms related to computer science closer to men than women. This is an inherent bias towards women present in software developed using AI. After all, do we really want the word woman associated with homemaker? When you develop a machine that learns, you feed it data. And based on this data, it is able to perform magic. But what if that data is biased? That means our AI is biased. And this bias is even harder to spot because software is perceived as neutral and factual. The blind application of machine learning runs the risk of amplifying these biases present in data to a large degree. This is the problem with word embedding, a popular framework to represent text data as vectors. Word embedding is used in many machine learning and la natural language processing tasks. 
As we just discussed, the words themselves have associated biases. Another example of the embedded biases in AI is our favorite personal assistant, Siri. Hi there, Yana. She's polite, busy, and complacent. Is there something I can do for you? This personality is mirrored in Amazon's Alexa, the first chatbot Eliza, and Google's assistant. All these females are there to serve you. IBM's Watson, on the other hand, is serious and powerful. It is viewed as a supercomputer and tasked with far grander missions than any of other AI assistants. Not surprisingly, IBM Watson is male. Technology has massive implications in solving climate change, creating smarter cities, making information more available, medical advancements, increasing political participation, and that's just to name a few. But it is becoming more and more clear that if we're going to find solutions to the world's problems, we must look like the world. And that means having men, women, different races, sexual orientations, all equally represented in the workforce. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Steminist. We'd love to hear your feedback. Email us at nyuad.westem.sig at nyu.edu or find us online at westem.nyuad.im. Tune in next week, Saturday at 5, for another episode of The Steminist.